0: America, my name is, I'm Yose Frimpong, and I'm coming to you live every Friday about this time to talk about the issues of the day. And, you know, everyone wants to talk to me about the incident and the incident. And, and I'm not going to actually talk about the incident in an obvious way. I'm going to talk about the aftermath of the incident, because with respect to the storming of Capitol Hill, I'm not even actually that mad about the uh, protesters. I consider it more of a parade. You can call it a coup, but it's not like they wanted to run stuff. It was a parade because they wanted cameras, and they wanted a show of power, and that's what they did. They got pictures of them lounging in Nancy Pelosi's office and holding up the speakers gavel. It was white people saying, we still run things, right? Because, you know, Obama spent... I remember the election of Obama. He spent pretty much that entire campaign saying, it's okay, white people. If I get elected, you'll still run things. And... Trump ran on white people running things and then Trump lost. So the question was why people want to know if they still run things. So that's what, what, that's what we saw with the incident in Capitol Hill, white people thinking we still run things. Right. And we let them parade and go out. And so they, I think they got, and uh, I got the, they got the answer to their question. I'm not anybody who says it was a coup. Like, what are you talking about? They didn't have any organized military support. You had a few veterans and some property damage. It was a it was a wildcat citizen strike. Honestly, I think if the left I wanted this, I, I should have pulled the trigger back in March. I had an idea back in March that what the left should do is hold a um, remember March, people didn't know of how deadly COVID was, right? But we should hold a rally, an in-person rally in Washington, DC, uh before the CARES Act and make demands. It should be a federal job guarantee. It should be with uh, quarantine pay as you're uh, not able to work because you're quarantined and healthcare and hazard pay for the essential workers. Like we should have had that and we could have turned the tide, right? Because the game is trying to get um, uh, media to look at your cause, right? Nobody's going to listen to your cause unless you could uh, um, uh, jeopardize their aspirations. I guess I should give a whole lesson on that. I'll do that before the break. All right. So what do I mean by that? In order for anyone to take you seriously as an autonomous unit, you need to be able to negate their aspirations because if their aspirations include you and you can't negate their aspirations, that means you're just a tool for their aspirations. I'll say that again. Autonomy is tied to you being able to negate someone else's aspirations insofar as their aspirations include you because if their aspirations include you but you aren't able to say no you are just a tool for them and that's honestly a lot of the relationships between um black people and the democratic party the democratic party needs black people but we're not able to actually get what we need out of the democratic party so we're just a tool of um the democratic party we are the black flesh nancy pelosi pelosi uses to vote with we are the black flesh that Nancy Pelosi uses to vote. We can't actually get what we need, but uh, she uses us for what she needs. That's a problem. So these people were on a, a wildcat um, citizen strike. By the way, this, uh, this hoodie I have, I got a light. I, gotta lie. I uh, was on Rising this morning. You should go check out the segment. I was talking about the importance of secession and power, but kind of from an academic uh, point of view. It's a good segment. It was on Rising this morning. I thought I'd bust out my my, uh, my patriotic hoodie full of epaulettes and the whole thing. But um, just know that if someone else has a plan and it involves you and you can't say no to the plan, you're just a tool for their plan. And what we saw with the incident with uh, the white supremacists or, you know, MAGA people, whatever, um, breaking into the Capitol building and kind of having jizzing all over the place uh, is what we saw is that they took, it was a citizenship wildcat strike. It was them saying, you know, elections, small actions, you need us to go along with it. And don't forget that we do so at our discretion. So that's what we saw. Um, and, you know, there are a few million, there's 70 million people who voted for Trump, there are a few million of them, people like that. Uh, and it's not all like Nerdy Wells. These are, you know, real estate agents and whole district attorneys and many cops. And everyone's related to a whole district attorney, real estate agent, cop, hiring manager, uh, someone with real official power who has pretty much the same politics. So that was a wildcat that was a wildcat strike by people who actually aren't scared of using power. And when, they, when you say, like, well, you know, a cop died, and then that woman stormed, the, stormed the, uh, the, the, the building, and she got shot by a cop, and it was all horrible. You know, the right, they have a kind of a enlightened understanding. They're just like, well, you know, we had to make an omelet, and some eggs are going to get broken. No one's going to pay any penalty. Donald Trump isn't going to take a hit because of this. We just pretend that he is. He is very popular right now. You, if you're watching this, you're probably in a media silo. You're in a media silo where everyone kind of like is horrified by it. In another silo, those people are heroes. They're getting fetid. Uh, like nobody, like, you have to understand we're in media silos and there are millions of people who will laud the patriots for storming the the stage and they're getting fed it and, and like money will flow their way and mate selection hasn't gotten worse for them. And so like things uh, you have to understand that that's a very vocal faction and a very sizable faction of America that we make homegrown, this is who we are. And that's going to be the theme of our show. When Joe Biden goes on television and all these other politicians go on television and say, like, that's not who we are, they're lying to you. And that kind of lying is worse than the actual incident. So with that, I'm going to hit the opening, and I'll break it down for you when I get back. Uh, yeah. Sound good to me. Never change the ways for the world or the government. If it was the president, then I was stay back. You leave it up to me, I paint the White House, black and in can no feature to so love each other See, I was a big old parade. It was a parade there was, It wasn't a coup. Cool. They didn't have generals. They didn't have a plan of secession. No, there was a parade. It was a show of power saying that, like, don't forget, you run, we let the government run things and we pretend that election matters. But at the end, this is about white consent and we do what we want to do. So you better be good to us and don't get too uppity. And that was a message that was sent. And, you know, a lot of people are going to, you know, vote in a way that says, like, well, you know, we can't piss off the whites. So they're crazy. So let's let's, let's be moderate. And when people say let's be moderate, that's never good for black people. Moderation in these United States has never helped out black people. Not one bit. (laughs) No, like moderate is always compromising us. For the sake of like other people. Moderate has, like that's always compromising black people's rights. That's just. So people are going to say, like, well, you know, we can't piss off the whites, so got to give them what they want now um, and call that moderation because they're dangerous and they're not scared of using power. That's a problem. So uh, let's talk about the real damage. And I've said this before, and I want people to take this seriously. The real damage is a politician saying that this isn't who we are. This is exactly who we are. The, the woman... First of all, the woman who was shot, the first time I heard about it, they made her sound very sympathetic. They made her sound like a capital staffer or someone who worked there or something like that. No, she was a a military veteran who came to Washington across the country to cause trouble. I'm not saying that anyone deserves to be shot. I'm saying that people deserve to be shot less. 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 Like... And this wasn't a no-knock warrant where they kicked open her house in San Diego and shot her. No, this is, she went all the way. She crossed many state lines to get herself shot for breaking into the Capitol building loudly. All right, so like, I'm not, I wouldn't have taken that shot because I saw it and you look at the video, it's like through a window at a distance. So I don't think you need to shoot her. However, like I said, there are people who deserve to be shot less. Like that was just, it, I i don't know. Should someone lose their job over taking that shot? Yeah, I mean, I think if it was a discretionary call because like it was, there was distance and you can find the, 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 the video on YouTube of her getting shot and I don't think it was necessary. Uh, but like this wasn't this was a military trained insurgent attacking the capitol building, so you know you do things that get you shot and then you end up shot. I don't know, like oops, I guess Don't break into the capitol yelling, and you know honestly, if she was a fourteen year military vet i its it's it's. I don't know. It's just impossible for me to believe that she wasn't strapped. I just, I can't imagine you going from point A to point B. She calls herself a gun, a uh, second amendment enthusiast. She made it all the way, maybe because she had to fly. She didn't carry her weapon. I, I, I just don't I have a hard time believing a veteran would go to a rally like that and not carry a sidearm. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, I think people are telling stories. You never get the whole truth on these things. So, um, but the worst, worse than the entire parade is Biden afterwards saying this isn't who we are. When everybody, this wasn't foreign nationals. These were not communist agents from, from sent over by Putin. This was Bubba from, you know, West Virginia drove over. This was Ashley from San Diego. This is people who, these are Americans. Homegrown came from our schools. Like, they are American. This is who we are. And it's not just them. There are millions like them who are problematic us. And until we get honest about this is who we are, we're not going to get serious about fixing who we are. Because who we are is a problem. And since it's a we and we are constructed, we need to talk about the the formative institutions that make them. What is it in her military training over 14 years that made her who she is? What churches did she go to? We need to do an autopsy of all of the formative institutions that predictably reproduce these kinds of people. But you don't do that if you tell people that this isn't who we are. It's like if you have a drunk, if someone's an alcoholic and you say, like, you're not an alcoholic. What they're not going to do is do a fearless inventory of all of their... Um, I don't, I don't, isn't one of the steps to do a fearless inventory of all of their, you know, habits. We, um, the United States does not do a fearless inventory and that's why we keep reproducing by the millions these kinds of folks. And if we're serious about stopping to reproduce them, we have to admit that this is who we are and this is how we dismantle um, ourselves to become someone better. Right? We need to dismantle the formative institutions that predictably create these sorts of people. This is why white, I mean, like black people live in a terrorist state. Every black person I know is scared for my life. Because they're like, well, you can't talk like that because you know, because they know white people are terrorists. Now, I do talk like this. Now, you could go at www.funkyacademic.com and kick in 515 or 50 dollars a month pay for my life insurance which my wife made me get after I started doing this show um but it'll also you know once I get big enough I'd like to get a producer and and and, and you know a real marketing budget and stuff like that so go to www.funkyacademic.com kick in 515 or 50 dollars a month and support the work I do because unlike Joe Biden I'm not gonna tell you that this isn't who we are I'm not gonna and Joe does that for the paternalism that is consistent with American politics because we want you to feel comfortable and shop. I don't want you to feel comfortable and shop. I want you to change. And, you know, yeah, I want you to change. I need, and I need you to aggressively change your institutions, right? So, I mean, these people, a lot of them go to church, and so we need to, we need to think about, and make no mistake, in 10 years, When people talk about this event, in many Christian schools in these United States, they're going to call it something fancy, like the resurgence, or something like, they're going to call these people ballot protectors, or something like that. Heck, by that time, Hawley's going to be president, so who knows what's going to be in the history book. So, um, Josh Hawley, the, the senator from Missouri, who actually is got three times the charisma as Ted Cruz, and Ted Cruz would have been president if it wasn't going to be Trump. So, like, don't be surprised if Josh Hawley is, ends up being the president of these United States. And when he does, like, make sure the history books are not going to say bad things about what happened. Um, or the history, no, the history books are in Texas, so they're not going to say bad things. Uh, the history, the, the bookmaking companies are in Texas, so they're not going to say the bad things. But on mainstream media, like, it's a it's a foregone conclusion that these people are going to be tarred for life and scarred for life and going to be shamed no in many whole zip codes states and like institutions the story that's going to be told is about the patriots who wanted to secure elections and secure our democracy and so they charged to send notice send notice mind you to the legislatures that every vote must be counted That's going to be the story that, if you don't watch out, your kids are going to learn in school by their daughter, who's going to be your kid's teacher. right? So we need to be honest about who we are and demand that we're honest about who we are. We need to talk about Wilmington in our schools. Wilmington, North Carolina, about 100 years ago, some black people won elected office, and white people just had a coup. They said, like, no. Elections are only ever contingent on us winning or at least not us sharing serious power. Too many of you all won, so we're going to kill a bunch of you and run the rest of you off. So that's what they did in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can look it up. You can look it up. There's this guy, a senator from Kansas, who got beaten on the Senate floor. This isn't the first time like people have stormed the Senate floor. The senator from Kansas got beaten on the Senate floor in 1856. A guy named Sumner. Um... They caned him uh, because he didn't want Kansas to be a slave state. And the senator from South Carolina took out his big stick and just started beating him. And then got his friend to take some licks into him, too. Sumner, 1856. All this stuff is always going to be about white people getting mad about, like, some encroaching on their sense of whiteness and the entitlements that it comes with. So you have to understand that this is who we are. And this is who we predictably reproduce. By the millions. And if we're serious about stopping to reproduce them through our formative institutions, we need to admit that this is who we are, and this is what we reproduce, and this is how we can get better. We need to empower black people to make them whole, because you don't don't fight fire with fire, you fight fire with water, and water is black people, so you need to actually, if you empower black people, like, just really empower them, we'll take care of the whites for you. No, but, um, um... Uh, but you need, you need to actually democratize power, right? Because their entitlements come from trying to reproduce a system that they've grown up with and, and a set of entitlements that they've like, uh, like adopted right? that are not challenged because we aren't serious about destroying the infrastructure that creates predictably these people. And they're incentivized. Like This is how they get promotion. These are not, these are not, People without means. If you're traveling cross country to burn stuff, you have some sort of means. This isn't your last dime you spent on bus fare. No, these people flew and stayed in hotels and stuff. Like they have, they've taken more, um, they've taken more vacations than like entire zip codes of Negroes. So I like we need to be honest that this is who we are. These are these are the people we predictably produce, and we will continue to produce as long as we pretend that this is not who we are. We need to tell the truth about history. Politicians have two jobs. Push, like in this, for me, politicians have two jobs in this United States. Push policies that secure black people all their rights and clarify the fight. you're not clarifying the fight about race and labor justice, And you're not pushing for policies, then you're actually part of the problem. So Joe Biden is actually a bigger part of the problem by telling us, by going on the the news and saying, this isn't who we are, than the people who actually showed who they are. Because they were just being who they are. And those are Americans produced by America, like part of the DNA um, unreconstituted of this nation. And we need to deal with that like adults and, not pre- and instead of pretending that they're aberrations or somehow they're like foreign agents as opposed to the people your kids are going to school with. And you know their daughters and cousins are teaching your kids in school. So until we're honest about who we are, we're not going to actually become better. And that's just the truth about life. I'm not telling you, but there are stakes to when leaders try to be daddies and tell, their ki- tell, the, tell the, the people lies. No, you could say, like, this is who we are, this is what we create, and this is a problem. We need to actually have some sort of truth and reconciliation commission. We need to figure out, we need to do an autopsy on all the formative institutions that created these people, because they didn't come from nowhere. They weren't just parachuted into America. Where did they come from? They've always been here. Well, you know, these are the people who killed the Native Americans. I bet you, ah! Well, bet all of my money that some descendant from Wilmington, uh, North Carolina, who participated, because there were thousands of whites who participated in that riot, participated in that riot, were in D.C. I'll bet all my money that if we did some sort of DNA test or 23andMe, or or whatever, whatever, um and did some sort of dna test and all the people who participated we will find someone who could trace their lineage to that riot these are fourth and fifth generation rioters these are like sixth generation racists who are in the family business going from the family church and like and that's and that's who we are and that's who stormed uh the capitol building so unless we're going to try to interrupt that legacy that they feel is mandated by nature, God, and these United States, we're still going to be having this conversation in, 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 in like, I don't want my grandkids to have this conversation. About this is not who we are when we never made the intervention on American whiteness that predictably reproduces this class of people now people don't want to talk about that because they're scared of poking the bear. I did an entire video about this, Kyle Rittenhouse poking the bear. You can find it on YouTube. They don't. They're like, well, you know, these white people, they're they're terrorists and sociopaths. But as long as we as long as we kind of give them what they want, it's pretty orderly and and the water's clean and everything's nice and I can just click on Amazon and life is pretty good and I I don't want to go. I don't want the instability of of ticking off the whites. So can't we just kind of like pretend that we're not terrorized by them um, because they own all the things too. So I, like, I like my terrorists poor, but these are terrorists who also own things. Um, so we need to, we need to understand that this is who we are. This is who we predictably functionally produce. These are valued members of their racist institutions that are very well funded. And, um, these are, you know, stand-up people in society, or at least functional people in society, valued in society. That means we need to change the society, right? These are not the nerdy wells and wastrels. These are people who, like, America works for them in this way because we've designed it in this way for them, and they want to keep it this way, right? And Joe Biden is saying, like, we're going to keep it this way, um, just hush a little bit. And, and don't break into buildings. All right, so there was a big... Uh, Nancy McLean wrote a book called Beyond the Mask of Chivalry. It was about the KKK in Athens, Georgia. And it went through all their records, and you know, all the same institutions are still around because we never took Reconstruction seriously. And the KKK in Athens, Georgia, there was a big schism between the elite whites who wanted to control black people through the courts and the up-and-coming whites who wanted to control black people through the Klan violence. Right, so this is just like it was a big kind of schism about how best to control the Negroes from getting ideas, and that's pretty much what we're seeing with Biden and the Trump. (laughs) Like, it's how best to control, how best to secure white power. Do you do it like through the courts and through the law, or do you do it through the law with like a side of um violence to to kind of keep people awake and knowing their role that's that's the debate right now right but this is who we are that debate as old as the du bois washington debate how to control the negro do you do it through the laws or do you do it through the clan that's the white version of the debates the Bois washington debate all right thank you very much and if you like anything I'm doing, just know saying things like this makes me down quite unemployable. So I'm going to need you to go to my website, www.funkyacademic.com, kick in five, fifteen, or $50 a month because like, I got to keep up payments for things. And I want to keep giving you the quality of news that you might not get on MSNBC. And you, I strongly suspect that they will not invite me there. So do the right thing. All right. Take care and send all this video to your friends. This is who we are. If you appreciate the work I do every week, and you think that I should continue to do it because I'm giving you the quality of political knowledge and insight that will help you not squander your life and kind of rescue meaning from it, then go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month, or make one enormous donation. I like the monthlies. Because it allows me to budget more And that'll help me, you know, with a marketing budget Or getting better equipment that works all the time Because a lot of, in a lot of ways Freedom means having equipment that works Every time you turn it on (laughs) And I want to be a free Negro So, um, if you like what I do Go to funkyacademic.com And contribute Thanks often comes in the form of cash And the site takes Cut card.